Hey coach, it's Matt Walrath from the VIP Nutrition Coach Show. If you're working a full-time job right now, but your true calling is to build an online coaching business that can support you and your family's dreams, you'll want to pay attention to this episode. Kate and I both started nutrition coaching as a side hustle, and both of us managed to turn our coaching side hustles into businesses that more than doubled the income from our other jobs. So in this episode, we are jumping in our time machine and going back to when we were side hustling. We'll outline exactly what we would do if we wanted to go from side hustle to leaving our jobs again and what we could do to scale quicker. That way, no matter where you're at in your journey of building your dream online coaching business, you'll have an understanding of what to do next. As a reminder, this episode is a snippet from one of the weekly live trainings we do in the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group. If you'd love to submit your questions to be answered on future shows and also hear the full episode, then you can head over to the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group or go to beyondmacros.com community to get access plus a free bonus training to help you scale your nutrition coaching business without working a minute past 30 hours per week. All right, that's enough from me. Now for the episode. We are here today to talk to you about what we would do if we had to go back in time to when we had other jobs that were paying the bills and we were just side hustling our nutrition coaching businesses because both Kate and I went from side hustle to six figures in a relatively uh, short period of time, but there was absolutely some struggle involved with it. Struggles that some of you are probably going through now, struggles that some of you have probably been through and can relate to. And we'll be diving into you know, what it is that we struggle with, how we would address those things differently this time around. And people were coming from so many different backgrounds. You know, We've got mm-hmm. people in real estate. We've got people who are, you know, former health industry business consultants who wanted to be on this side of things, the provider side of things. We've got people who are in marketing, but can't figure out how to market their own coaching business. It's like, we've got people from all walks of life, but um, yeah, if you're not a registered dietitian, you probably didn't just start doing nutrition as a career right out of college. You probably started another career. And that's why we really want to dive in today and just discuss you know, if you are side hustling and your desire is to eventually match or exceed your current full-time jobs income with your nutrition coaching, that's what we want to be talking about today. And that's, that's what we're here to help you with. So let's dive in. Kate, before we uh, jump into this, is there anything you would like to, to say to everybody? Oh, I'm just so excited to be here with you guys and to share everything that we've done. And look, you're, you've probably made some of the same some of the same, like it had some of the same hiccups that we've had, but I hope that this just gives you like that, you know, that support that, oh my God, like I've been there too. And now just that, the desire and that, that knowing that you absolutely can change and build the business and the life of your dreams. And it's just like, learn from what we've done. We're here to support you and to love on you and hopefully help you avoid some of the things that we've done. Donation-based nutrition coaching, just saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just really to like love on you guys and give you the best advice that we possibly can and all of our support and really helping you build your nutrition coaching business. There's seven and a half billion people in the world. They need you. They need your expertise. They need your heart. So you just got to get out there and serve them. And hopefully we can help you avoid some of the pitfalls on the way to building that, that empire. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so Kate, I'll start out by asking you, 
What were you doing when you started ketogenic living? Um, all the things. Um, I was really like, I was like, I was doing, I was, I had an MLM hustle and I was really trying, that was like a full-time thing because I swear to you, I was working like 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week sometimes. And like barely cracking a thousand dollars a month, not for lack mm -hmm. of effort. I was like doing all the things and recruiting and like, do, you know, all of the things I was also teaching like 15 group fitness classes a week. So my body was just getting beat up. I was a mom and nursing babies and raising them from home. I was doing like VA work. I was doing all of the things. And mm -hmm. I will tell you, I was doing all of the things because I didn't want to go back to working for someone else full time because I didn't want to have anything that would take me away from being home with my kids or being there if they needed me, sick days, things like that. So I was mm -hmm. just doing anything that I could um, to be home with them, all of the weird things, <laughs> all of the things, um, yeah. working a lot and making very little money. <laughs> yeah. You and I are very similar because we both took like this little sidestep, this kind of transition step towards building our businesses where, yeah, I had, uh, pretty much I had a tech startup and, um, yeah, at, at the time, I was like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life because we, it was like a tech startup, but we also had a marketing agency arm attached to it. And I was pretty much helping like corporate sponsors give away more like weird little giveaways, like hats and stuff at, at events. And I was like, I am filling up landfills with my efforts. I'm not actually yeah. contributing to humanity. So I took a little sidestep too. And, um, you know, I started managing a gym and doing PT and I was hustling really hard mm -hmm. at the time. Um, between that and the nutrition coaching business, I certainly wasn't a mom. <laughs> you definitely had a lot on your plate. So I think <laughs> any, any moms watching are going to be able to get a lot from you today. But um, yeah, both Kate and I, we, we kind of took a sidestep. Um, we recognized that our careers were not what we wanted in life. We realized that we had a different purpose. And, you know, we took, took a little sidestep and did a bunch of different things. You know, I think at one point I was driving Lyft, personal training and managing a gym um, to make sure the bills are paid. And then I was finding time to uh, do nutrition coaching on the side. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so, you know, both of us were probably working 50, 60 hour weeks um, on the things that were paying the bills in addition to uh, getting our nutrition coaching businesses off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so with that context set up, if you could go back to when you were starting out your nutrition coaching business, Kate, like what's the first thing that you would do differently? Or what's the first thing that you would do if you had to absolutely start from scratch? I would work on my mindset. Oh my gosh. It was the number one thing that held me back and it held me back for years. It was mm. the Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Can I do this? Am I going to help? If I, am I really going to help people? Am I really going to make money? Um, if I sell to people, are they going to not like me? Is sales icky? Will they defriend me or block me or unfollow me mm. or think of me like I'm just trying to make money versus just trying to like help them? Um, I would have really worked hard on my mindset. Mm. I would have spent time you know, doing what we teach in the build workshop, which is creating a morning routine that I stuck to instead of hitting snooze, 
like three times at least before I got out of bed, which was usually at like four in the morning to go open up the gym and start teaching some classes before my husband woke up. And you know, it was like, and then I'd come home and it was like on mom time. I would have definitely taken care of myself more um, and invested in that, that mental health aspect of my business, um, mindset and mental health, right? Because I was staying up all night, mm. no sleep till we leave. I know some of you guys get that. So mostly <laughs> waking up really early, hitting snooze, not having any sort of set morning routine. Now that I do and I incorporate visualization and gratitude and journaling, it has changed everything for me. And if I could go mm. back and do it all again, I would have moved forward so much faster with so much more confidence. And I wouldn't have gotten stuck with like, you know, scrolling and then comparing myself and feeling like an imposter and wondering if I could do this and if I was important enough, if what I said mattered enough, I would have known mm. immediately that I was worthy, that I was good, that I that I could do this. I would have gotten my clients' results a lot faster too because of yeah. just confidence, mindset. I would have started there. Yeah, that's an awesome point with the mindset. Um, I was actually thinking about this today. If you imagine a pyramid, like the food pyramid, mm -hmm. I believe that your development as a business owner, uh, the foundation of that pyramid is going to be mindset work. Um, it's so important that we have the right money mindset, the right leadership mindset, the right like internal yeah. dialogue. Those things are what are going to allow you to actually ascend up that pyramid. So for me, it's mm -hmm. mindset is the base. Once you've got your baseline mindset in place, you still got to keep working on it, but your business isn't going to develop and you're not going to develop as a business owner unless you increase your skill in the arena of strategy. Mm -hmm. you know, strategy being like this, this, and this needs to be done in order to achieve the outcome. And then from there, it's like, you can layer in what does the tactics look like? So that's really yeah. the details. That's where the rubber meets the road. And today we're going to be talking just so everybody knows about a little bit about mindset, a little bit about the strategies as well as the tactics. So you're going to get every level uh, from us today. I'm really lucky on the mindset side of things. I was coming from the startup world. Mm -hmm. I was coming from this like great money mindset of like, hey, I'm coming out of college. I had, this is funny. I don't know if anybody in here knows, but I had a pretty successful uh, student mattress business in no. college. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a six figure student mattress business <laughs> my last year of college. Um, and so like I had this idea that money was going to be abundant. And as soon as I graduated college, I was going to, you know, have a billion dollar uh, tech startup idea and I was going to exit one day. And I, I really had this like moonshot mentality. So even when I started my nutrition coaching business and hired my first mentor for $10,000 when I was just fresh, like, you know, I believed that money was coming back. I, I believed mm -hmm. in myself. Um, unfortunately, I had this like, you know, young starry eyed mentality when I first started and then it kind of dropped when reality set in. Uh, and I, and then, yeah, I've, I've definitely worked on it a lot since, but yeah, I think money mindset is one of the things that I look at. I feel like I'm lucky that I had a solid one um, when starting my business, but I see a lot of coaches um, who really struggle with their money mindset. They just want to be realistic with their, um, their income goals, especially like, Oh, you know, I just, it'd be really nice to, you know, get $2,000 on the side and, um, you know, that, that'd be really mm -hmm. good. And then once I get confident, then I can maybe get to 6,000 
And something that I've realized is the smaller a goal is, the easier it is for resistance to uh, derail you. You know, it's like things come up, you're like, oh, I'm not getting clients. A client decided that they, you know, we're going to sign up and then immediately ask for a refund because they got cold mm -hmm. feet. And things like that really start to wear on you if your goals are small. But if you've got these big pie in the sky visions, if you've got like a big, hey, you know, in three years, I want to earn $10 million from my businesses, that's going to be fuel that pushes you on a lot longer and through those things that might derail you if you had small goals. And that's why, you know, I think having a, a good money mindset and especially setting some really aggressive goals on a reasonable timeline, but, you okay. know, seeing the big picture goals and not limiting yourself, uh, thinking, oh no, more money, more problems, which is a yeah. terrible money mindset thing. Uh, because yeah, I've seen more money, more freedom. Yeah. You know, when I was just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, I could never have gone on a seven day retreat where they only give you 15 minutes of Wi-Fi a day. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did last week. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Like I, and that money mindset, the more money, more problems, something that I heard a lot growing up. Mm -hmm. the, the more you make, the more you spend, money isn't everything. It doesn't go on trees, blah, blah, blah. Like to think of where I was, you know, like where I was coming from with money mindset, all the work that like I've done now, right? I just can't believe that like where I was to where I am now really like guiding others in changing their money stories and how like authentic that feels for me. And just, yeah, I mean, like, why, why would you think that way? Mm. I, God, I wish I had that before. <laughs> I really do. I would yeah. have it now, but to go back in time, I would have invested in that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think, I think that's great. I'm really glad you brought up mindset first because I probably would have derailed us into like strategy <laughs> tactics right off the bat and completely skipped the most foundational piece. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, the first thing that I would have done because I, I did have a decent money mindset going into it, I did have a really big starry eyed vision. For me, I would have been taking the time to get a lot more clear about my niche and who I was going to work with. And I'm not going to say what people think I'm going to say here. You know, the, the main thing is that I thought I had to go after a rich niche. Hmm. I thought that I had just invested $10,000 with a business coach. And I was like, you know what, in order for me to charge high ticket, I need to go after a rich niche because uh, nobody's going to be willing to pay $3,000 for a uh, three month nutrition coaching program, unless they're like a CEO, you know, cause in, in the 23 year old mind, 23 year old business student mind, like that's the richest people there are. <laughs> but I was a 23 year old, like just left my startup job in marketing. Like I knew a couple CEOs cause my friends were, <laughs> but like I didn't have many CEOs in my network. I wasn't one. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't actually relate. I know a lot of people think that like, because you're the CEO of your business of one, that you could relate to a CEO that actually has to lead a big organization. But there's a massive difference between like a business business owner and a self-employed business owner. And so when I managed to get like one client into that program, the one, the one CEO that I knew who actually was willing to roll the dice on a young whippersnapper like me, um, yeah, I, I couldn't real. I realized I couldn't relate. You know, I realized mm -hmm. that I actually didn't really know enough about their needs, and I piled too much on them. Um, 
And it wasn't until I recognized and listen up, everybody, this is the, the nugget of the lesson that I'm sharing here is it, I, I realized that if I created my niche to match who was already in my network and who I already was, well, I'd have access to a lot more potential clients. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, I was managing a CrossFit gym. I was doing PT and coaching some group classes at a CrossFit gym. I competed in CrossFit. I was a young working person who did CrossFit and friggin loved it. And so who did I decide to work with? I decided to work with young people who friggin loved CrossFit and, you know, were working and, you know, had, I knew what the challenges they faced were and I knew plenty of them. And as soon as I changed my niche to match my network um, and to match who I am, but just like, you know, I'm, I'm the one who has the knowledge that they need. All of a sudden, you know, business really started taking off for me. So I would say if I were starting out, if I were in your shoes and you're side hustling and you're struggling to find your ideal clients, it's probably because you've chosen a niche that you don't actually have in your network. And that makes it an uphill battle to get your business started. Mm, yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah. Uh, to go on that and um, I just completely to be completely transparent with you guys um, you know when I first started I was going after people that were like weight loss clients right like mm. people who wanted to lose weight which wasn't a match for me because that wasn't my own journey the thing that I was looking most forward to was like getting more energy and and disease mm. treatment and prevention um, and mostly energy and also sugar, the sugar addiction thing. Um, mm. And I hate to say this, but I, I really want to be honest with you guys because I, um, I didn't really have my own transformation story because I, mm. I didn't have a weight issue when I was really active. Once I started trying to go after, once I started trying to give myself a transformation, I, I ended up with a disordered relationship with food for a little while and like got to a point where I dropped down to a body fat percentage that wasn't sustainable for my hormones and just other things, other bad things were like happening inside of my body. So like, that's a really true testament to just really looking inside and going, who do I really want to, who do I really want to help? Who am I called to? What's my journey been? What are my interests? And getting very clear on who your ideal soulmate client is based on your own journey. Because since you know where you were, you know exactly how to get where you're going. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, with our monopoly offer discovery process, it's like, that's the foundation because once we yeah. are specific about it and especially like if it's you or it's people in your network and you know them, like obviously, we do some market research to uncover some of the deeper things for people who are not you and that maybe they haven't shared with you openly outside of a market research conversation. But um, once you can get that deeper understanding of the conversation going on in your client's heads, it's a lot easier to make a offer where mm -hmm. you can put a $3,000 or more price tag on it. Mm -hmm. And as we discussed, I think for both of us, that's one of the things that we would have uh, changed a lot faster. You know, we both oh, yeah. were charging very low ticket, as you alluded to. Both of us, I think, started with donation-based sessions, <laughs> or at least I did. And we're um, ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we both started very, very, very low ticket, 
And I took too long to raise my prices. I know that's part of my story. Um, here, can I can I vulnerably share something that's kind of embarrassing here? Like, do I have everybody's permission to do that? Because uh, I got a I got a short story for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, for me, when I first created my uh, Beyond Macros nutrition coaching program, originally it was Matt Walroth Nutrition Coaching. But when I first created my offer, uh, I took a Me Too strategy. I took a strategy where I was like, okay, who is the most successful player in the space right now? There really weren't that many online nutrition coaching businesses, but I was like, who right now would people think of if they wanted online nutrition coaching or macro coaching? And it was obviously Renaissance periodization, you know, RP. And I was like, okay, well, let me go to their website. Let me check out what it is that they offer. I saw the bullet list of deliverables. I saw that they charged about $225 if you wanted one month or you know, $200 if you bought a package of months. And I said, all right, I see some holes in terms of what they're delivering. I think that I can deliver more than this. And I added features to their feature list. And then I priced it the same. Cause I was like, you know what? Um, why would somebody pay me more than them because they're like the big player in the space. So I should price, actually originally I priced below. They were charging like 225, mm -hmm. I think I charged 175. I was like, I'll price below, but I'll offer more more value, but more bullet points, more deliverables. And um, yeah, it's honestly really embarrassing to me that that's, that's how I built my first offer, especially with the process that we've developed, Kate. Oh, uh, yeah, it seems like such a bad way to go about things. And ultimately, the only reason I was able to sell that offer was on trust in my local market. Um, you know, people just putting their trust in me. And um, yeah, ultimately, the thing is, I was in a really high income area. So the fact that I was charging 175 per month, that was like less than a drop in a bucket for most of the people I was working with. They ended up happily paying me 500 to 1000 per month when I eventually raised my prices. And uh it took me way too long, way too long to raise my prices because I actually saw some of my competitors dropping their prices. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, maybe I need to drop my prices to get more volume. Ugh. So mm -hmm. I, I, would definitely, I would definitely have raised my prices and gone high ticket earlier. I do think there is some merit when you're starting out and anchoring your price high. Like, you know, if you're going to offer to people you already know, being like, hey, you know, I am going to be offering this for 3000 um, but it is, you know, a newer program. And, you know, if you're, if you want to jump on board, then we can do it for whatever, you know, discount mm -hmm. price where it's like, you know, anchor, and then you go to that. And the anchor price should be a price that you honestly intend to get to. So if you do intend to get to a $3,000 offer, but right now you're not 100% comfortable with it, anchor there and then offer, you know, the, the more comfortable pricing. Um, but I would say stretch, get outside of your comfort zone and then scale, um, how much you're charging as you start to enroll clients and recognize, oh, wow, people actually are willing to invest in themselves in their journey. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Oh, and the mm -hmm. pricing thing, I did it like I priced space like on the Me Too strategy, but also on like uh, I, this is what I think people will pay. Mm, yeah. Like instead of like pricing it at like what I wanted to price it at. And what I knew it was valued at, I did the, well, I think that this is what people will pay. This seems to be the going rate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And another mindset thing, I see a lot of coaches being like, well, I wouldn't pay $3,000 for this uh, program. 
And I just want to say, you've probably gone through a certification education. Mm -hmm. You probably have solved your problems. You probably aren't in pain anymore. <laughs> so of course you wouldn't, you know, invest $3,000 yeah. into a nutrition coaching program. But like, for example, it's like, if we could help you build a six figure business, would you be willing to invest a few thousand to get there? And the answer is probably yes. For those of you who truly do want to get to a full-time online coaching business, you know, of course it would be worth getting to a six figure year for just a few thousand, you know, there's going to be some pain there. There's some things you haven't figured out. And so would you be willing to pay for a solution? Yeah. If the funds were there, I'm sure you would. Mm -hmm. um, so don't think about it in terms of would you pay for your program? Think about it in terms of would I be willing to invest to solve the pain that I currently have? Use that as the analogy for what your clients are facing. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And mm -hmm. when you start to like actually visualize like what it's like from taking your clients to where they're at right now to taking them to that like throughout that journey for like where they're going to be when they work with you you will have so much more confidence in what you're offering. Mindset, mm. gotta work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, so, you know, we've talked about mindset to start out. We've talked about mm -hmm. identifying the right niche. We've talked about, you know, creating the right offer and pricing it correctly. Um, is there anything else you would change about uh, where you were at when you were in your side hustle phase to turn it from side hustle to six figures. All right, coaches, that's it for today's episode. If you'd like to hear the rest of this training, get access to tons more like it, plus free resources to help you scale your online coaching business, you can head directly to the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group or go to beyondmacros.com community to get access. Plus, I'll send you a free bonus training to help you scale your nutrition coaching business without working a minute past 30 hours per week. I hope to see you in the community so I can put a face to the name. I'll see you there. And until next time, much love, legends.